Hello, beautiful people. Welcome back to your God to Love podcast. This podcast is all about holistic health, sacred sexuality, and spirituality. I have Selden Bailumi here, and she is a health coach, energy worker. She focuses on the nervous system and connecting you more with your body. Welcome. Hi, so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Yes, definitely. So tell us more about what you're doing, because I love that you're working with the nervous system. Yeah. Yeah. So I, um, you know, I got into this work because I have been fighting lupus as you know, in my body since I was 13 years old and it just, um, God, it sent me down so many paths. Um, you know, I was diagnosed with ADD and all and depression and all kinds of, of things when I was a teenager and put on all kinds of medications and stuff. And as I got older and I had kids, I really started to just ask some deeper questions about like, you know, why am I fatigued all the time? Why do I uh, feel bad? Why do I have body aches? Why, you know, what, what's the, what's the root cause? Like, you know, at the time I wasn't even diagnosed with lupus yet. I just knew I didn't feel good. And so I started to clean up my life. I started to clean up my diet. I started to, you know, I, I had my daughter when I was 35 and I was popping pills constantly and I was constantly on stimulant medications and I didn't want to do that. All of a sudden it just didn't feel right to be popping pills and like holding my daughter and I don't know, it just intuitively, you know, and not to say anything um, bad, obviously, or against people who make that choice for themselves. But um, for me, I just wanted deeper answers. And so I went down the health path, I changed my diet, I cleaned up my life, I cleaned up all my household stuff, I started realizing that my inflammation was really being triggered by so many different things that I was super sensitive. Um, and I really was able to clear most of my inflammation and become symptom free. Um, but I had this like little lingering part that kind of wouldn't go away. I was still having a few flares. Um, and I wasn't exactly, I had come really, really far, but I wasn't exactly where I, where I wanted to be and, and functioning exactly how I wanted to be. So then I started doing research on unresolved trauma and the nervous system. And, um, I realized that I had been living in a state of fight or flight potentially since I was like four years old. And I started rem remembering a trauma that I had and started sort of doing some work around that with energy healing and working for, with multiple different, you know, healers and stuff. Um, but my work, my personal work over the last couple of years has been really revolved around, you know, allowing myself to feel whatever it is that my body is trying to tell me to feel. So training myself not to um, distract, avoid, numb out anymore, and allow the process of the emotional body and the trauma and the whatever it is that's coming up to really be processed through, to come up, to come out, and then training my nervous system, um, how to regulate around that, 
and um, essentially like, you know, allowing myself to be back into rest and digest, which I, I don't know that most of us are living in that state. You know, I feel like most of us are living in fight or flight. And honestly, that changed kind of everything for me because, um, you know, the adrenaline that pumps through our body when we're in fight or flight affects the digestive system. It affects our hormones. It affects, I mean, it affects our whole body, right? Our, our liver, you know, how we detox, all these things. So when I really, I mean, really, I would say in the last like eight months, my body has come really fully into rest and digest. And my, my digestive system works for the first time, I mean, maybe since I was a teenager, you know, which is pretty crazy if you think about it. But I spent, you know, close to 30 years on stimulants, 20, 25 years-ish on stimulants. And, and I went down like a really long road, hard road of addiction with crystal meth and cocaine. So my story kind of like, there's so many different avenues and paths and things that we could go down. But um, yeah, I'm just grateful that, that I was able to find this work for myself and be able to share it because I feel like it's really important. Mm, I love this. Yes. And then tell us, okay, so what you were saying was inflammation causes lupus. Is that what you're saying? Well, yeah. I mean, most people who have autoimmune, it's an, it's, it's an inflammatory, it's, a, it's, it's high inflammation, right? We have an overactive immune system, essentially. What causes our immune system to fire off constantly like that is, I guess, up for debate. I love medical medium um, and his information has taught me so much. And I feel like I've healed a whole lot since I've been kind of following him. And he believes that the body is actually attacking uh, pathogens, right? So heavy metals, bacteria, viruses, particularly EBV, Epstein-Barr virus. Um, and that just makes a whole lot more sense to me than our body's attacking itself, right? Because we've been on this planet for how many thousands of years and only in the last hundred did our body just all of a sudden, our bodies just started attacking itself. That just never made sense to me. I also have a big problem. This is one reason why I love Anthony William is because he really focuses on, you know, what do those words actually, you know, do for our healing? This, this verbiage, right? This language, your body's faulty. Your body's turned against itself and is on attack to hurt you. That alone, like that mindset alone is really, really detrimental and damaging, I feel like, for the soul, for the mind, and for us to be able to overcome and heal, right? So, um, yeah, so I don't, I don't buy into the whole of the body attacking itself. I do believe that we are constantly fighting toxins in this world. Um, we're taking in so many. We're taking in heavy metals constantly. We're taking in pesticides and herbicides and all kinds of things, right, constantly. And if we're not really making it a point to, like, detox those things from our system, then they're going to wreak havoc right? They're going to cause problems at some point. And so, yeah, so that's kind of mm, where, that's where the information comes from, basically. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause I love him. So I'm glad you brought that up. 
Because that yeah. is such a good point about the fact that like, whoa, that's so awful that people tell you that. And then you go in this, well, my body is knocking itself, you know? And people don't, you know, that's just the language. Like people don't really think about what that's doing to the psyche, but on a deep level, it's not promoting healing, right? To think that we're made faulty and there's just like, there's nothing you can do about it. It's like, from what I have, you know, through this whole long journey that I've had and all the education that I've done, I really feel, and all the people that I've met and all the people that I've talked to, I really feel that anything is possible to heal. You know, I don't, I don't believe that, you know, anybody has uh, something that is going to, that has no chance, right? Um, I think we all have a chance. So, yeah. No, listen, I agree with you about that. And that and it also reminds me too, is when I was, I think I told you this, when I was sitting in the psychiatrist's office and I told her I was having side effects from the antidepressant I was on. Uh-huh. And she said, oh, don't worry about it. We can just put you on another pill. Right. So they put you on pills for the side effects for one pill. And then that pill has side effects. And then they put you on another pill for those side effects. Mm-hmm. And it's just like an endless cycle, you know? And the thing is, and this is what I, cause I teach at a treatment center now and I lead groups. And this is what I, I really try to make this point with every single group that I lead. When we have something coming up in our bodies, that is our body communicating with us, right? Our body is our biggest signal. It is our biggest communicator it is it's like you know at the treatment center they're just coming out of this numbed out state right because they're getting off of drugs and alcohol and and moving through their addiction and moving through their process and they're waking they're waking their bodies up for the first time and starting to feel all these things and i hear so much right like i have anxiety i don't like this i want to take something or i want to make it stop and I'm like, listen, guys, get curious, right? You're, you're having anxiety, like start asking these questions. Like, why is this here, right? What happened to trigger this? Where is this coming from? What can my body be possibly trying to tell me, right? Do I get anxiety every day around the same time? Like what could be triggering? What could be, you know, sort of manifesting inside on a deeper level that's creating this symptom because this is a symptom that my body's asking me to look at, right? It's asking me to pay attention. And we're so used to not only numbing out, but um, outsourcing our power for our health to somebody else. And nobody else knows your body as well as you do, you know? Mm. And it's not to say that there's not, yeah, like there's, there's professionals and there's coaches and there's people that can help you and guide you, you know, and that's true and that's great. But at the end of the day, if we are not learning how to tap in and really read what's going on and move through all these things that are going on, we're going to constantly be at the beck and call of somebody else to take care of our health for us. Right. And like, we got to take that power back. You know, so yeah, definitely. No, listen, I agree with you about that. And I think that it's that's why I love that you were talking about the nervous system, is because I talk a lot about this too in my work is the fact that it's like we're stuck in the fight or flight, and right. then you don't even realize, like when you said you're finally at a place of rush and digest, 
like mm-hmm. go into that. Like how can you tell that you're not in that state of well, God, I mean, honestly, the biggest sign was my digestive system because I like, I'm not to get too gross or anything, but like, I didn't have normal looking like bathroom experiences. I'll just say that. I'm not going to like get too, you know, graphic or whatever, but um, for, for so long. Right. And I, I think it's because the adrenaline was just like my HCL. So basically what happens is when your body is flooded with adrenaline, the adrenaline floods, floods the liver, the liver's responsible for making your hydrochloric acid to break down your food. So if your liver is flooded with adrenaline, you can't, don't have that HCL. So you can't break down your food. You can't digest. Um, so that was a big sign. Another sign is, um, my interactions with people. So I used to get triggered constantly and I was really living in a place of like a wounded victim. And as I started to heal, not only do I feel like I'm not triggered, like I still do get triggered, but I'm not reacting constantly. I'm not feeling like I'm, con- I'm always like creating a fire around me, right? Because I think that, you know, with the trauma and the nervous system, they work so they're, they're really, they're interlinked together. And um, it's really hard to form meaningful uh, relationships when, and even being a parent, you know, any relationship, it doesn't even have to be an intimate relationship, right? It's, it's your friends. It's your, and I feel like, um, I'm just, I have, I just have better communication. I'm able to slow down. I'm able to actually really think about what the other person is saying and be, and be able to come back with a response. That's like from a really grounded level headed place and not, just firing off in defense mode, you know? Um, And so that was another, that's been another big shift that's happened um, since my nervous system stuff. But then there's other things like, you know, I used to suffer from anxiety. I used to suffer from insomnia. Um, You know, I don't suffer from those things anymore, you know, but I'm constantly tuning in, right? I'm constantly asking myself like, And I did a post about this on Instagram recently, like, where are my adrenals right now, right? Where is my nervous system in this moment? Do I need to be in survival mode? Do I need to be in fight? Like, you know, I get, I have this Leo, right? I'm like a very fiery person and that comes in handy sometimes. That's not always horrible, but um, it doesn't need to be firing off all the time, right? And so when I really started to be able to tune into my boss, slow down, tune in and be able to say like, okay, right now I need to like, just take a pause, take a deep breath, come back to my body, come back to my ground, right? Like feel the weight of my body on this chair, feel my feet connecting to the ground, feel like a lot of times I put my, I mean, I love this. It's so simple. I put my hand on my heart and a hand on my belly and just feel my body again. Right. Because when we're in fight or flight, our energy just goes so far up out of our seventh chakra. It goes like way, like we're not in our root at all. Right. And so, um, I can tell when that's happening now, you know, 
because now I can, now I know what the difference is, right? It's like before I was just living in that state constantly. I didn't know there was a, I didn't know there was another way to live. And then once now I've felt what it feels like to actually be resting and my body not on constant alert and in survival mode and it feels way better. <laughs> so I'm like always like making sure I'm, you know, at least trying to get in that space. So mm, that's a question. That. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think that people listening can so relate because obviously look at what's going on in the world. Like most right. society is in that fight or flight state. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And I think it's um it's time. I mean, I think that we're all kind of being called now to just slow down, to just like really, you know, because it affects so many different things. Like when we're in that state, we aren't using our logical part of our brain. You know what I mean? So we really aren't able to have the deep connection um, to ourselves, to our environment, to other people, to our work that we deserve to have, you know? Um, and so I think that, you know, through COVID and through everything that's happened, I just feel like we, we're just being called for connection, you know? It's like deep connection, not just like, hey, how are you? I'm fine. It's like, no, let's, what else, right? Like, I think we all want that. Mm, I love that you said that. I agree with you about that. And that's something I talk about too, is like the fact that people, I mean, come on, we're, we're dying for connection now because mm. like I was supposed to do a live video with a guy in Australia and he was like, we've got to reschedule. We're in lockdown again. Yeah. Like, you know? God, I know. I know. I feel for them over there. And um, yeah, I mean, I don't think that any of those tactics are uh, beneficial for our health. You know, I'll say that. Um, I think they definitely do the opposite. And that is, you know, not the only issue I have with allopathic medicine, <laughs> but um, it's certainly one of them. And uh, yeah, and so I don't know what we're, what's going to happen, you know, for the rest of the world or, you know, but I hope that in Australia, they're finding ways even through whatever they're going through to be able to connect, you know, because this is what makes us human, right? Like, and, and really like to even bring this to an even deeper level and more spiritual level, you know, this is what humanity is, um, you know, we're, we're kind of, we're on the brinks of like, sort of altering humanity, right? Like, are we gonna be able to keep nature and our human instincts alive through all of these <laughs> tactics? My God, my dog is barking, sorry. <laughs> um, Maggie, sorry about that. Um, all of these tactics that are working against us, are we going to be able to keep humanity alive, right? To keep it, to keep the nature going, to keep all of these instincts, these connections, these, all these things, when really they're kind of being stripped from us in a large way. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. And I do want to bring up too, because we, we did that 
combo together. I would yes. like to go into, for those listening, this frog venom. We did a plant medicine together, me and Selden. What yes. was that? What? When was it? Was it May? Or yeah, June? it was April or May, maybe? I think it was May. It may have even been June. I don't know. Um, I think it was May. It was May. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, it was, it was May, and we did combo really with the intention of detoxing, letting things go. Um, it is frog venom you stick in your arm. Go into, because I thought that'd be a fun topic to just add in with everything else. Yes, I love it. <laughs> yeah. um, so this is what's beautiful about plant medicine. And I, I should say that I take my, I take, I don't want to call it recovery, but I take my sobriety very, very seriously. So while I support and love plant medicine so much, I'm pretty strict about not doing anything mind altering. So um, that's just my rule, my own personal rule. And so combo was one of those that I was like, I could play. I mean, I shouldn't call it plant medicine because it technically doesn't come from a plant. It comes from a frog, although it is sort of, it is sort of, I feel like categorized in that group with the ayahuasca and these, and, you know, psilocybin and all these, these things um, to sort of deepen, deepen our knowledge about ourselves or whatever our intention might be. But so combo, um, combo is a frog venom from the Amazon that um, it's a specific frog that you um, that goes into your bloodstream that you essentially you put you burn yourself you burn you work with a shaman you work with a professional it can be very dangerous it's definitely not something you want to do on your own but um, it goes into the bloodstream through the skin and what I love about medicines like this because I have done Sananga and Hape. There's some other ones that aren't mind altering that, you know, that I've done. When you set an intention, right? These, these plants and the venom and, and when we're working with them, they're energetics, right? So they work with the energy of the person who is using it and the facilitator. And they really, really um, alter person to person to uh, fulfill the intention of the person using it, right? So it's kind of like the same idea as an adaptogen, right? Like an ashwagandha or another herbal uh, adaptogen will give you what you need and stop, and then might it might give somebody else a, a totally different, right? It adapts to the body. So what I loved about combo was, you know, I went in with this intention to clean heavy metals out to um, relieve my body more, even more from inflammation, even more from lupus, um, and to kill more bac bacteria and viruses and whatever else might be going on in my body. And I also set an intention um, to help to heal my inner child. And I am telling you, heavy metals came out of my body <laughs> that day, like without a doubt. And my inner child was, I mean, nurtured, was healed, was, it was like, it was a very profound experience, I felt like, before and after. And I felt like, you know, Zanny, the other person that did it with us, she was kind of being called in, in that time to like, I don't want to go too far into her personal experience, but like, in her home life and things came up in the ceremony that were very specific to her. And so that's what I thought was so cool about the medicine, right? Because we all had different intentions, 
and we all got those intentions met, even though the plant, the, the medicine is the same, right? Yeah, like, yeah, totally. I mean, yeah, it's so cool. People listening, I know, <laughs> you know, I was at a conference recently, um, an NLP conference. Do you know NLP? Yes. Yeah, NLP so I'm programming. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I just did that like two weeks ago. Amazing. Yeah, it was so amazing. There was a shaman there, and I told the guy that I did combo, and he was like, oh my God. It was so funny. He was like, wow. Yeah, because it's really, I mean, it's, it's, it's no joke, right? Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. it's not for the faint of heart, that's for sure. And, um, and it hurts, you know, it brings up because I think what a lot of it, like it's, it's bringing it to everything to the surface, you know, all of our pain, it might be emotional, it might be trauma. It might be actual physical stuff. It's bringing it all out and it's flushing it all out and you're purging it kind of in like, you know, 20 minutes. It's like the purging of 40 years of trauma coming out in 20 minutes. I mean, probably not that much, but it's a lot, right? And so you feel that in the body when it's coming out. But I don't know, I had like a kind of, I don't know, a weird, even though it hurt, I felt like it was doing so much that I kind of, I don't know, I liked it. I appreciated it. I really, I want to do it again, actually. Okay, I was about to ask if you've done it again. No, I thought it was phenomenal. Yeah. And I'm really glad that we did that. Me too. Yeah. Me too. It was quite an experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I got Sananga. Oh, we didn't do Sananga that day, but I do Sananga now, which is an eye drop thing. Um, and it hurts really, really bad, but it clears the pineal gland. It opens our connection to spirit. Um, it clears our vision. And um, I usually set the intention with that one to not only clear my actual vision, but to um, unblur the lines of like the, this cognitive dissonance, right? To be able to see through the bullshit. Mm, right? I love that. On, yeah, on like on all the levels, you know, on the metaphysical levels, on the on the matrix levels, on the all the things, right? I'm. I don't need to be blindsided anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah. I, I did that with a friend. He came over and did I've only did it once. It was hurt so bad. Sananga, I know. I know. It hurts. But you kind of get used to it. You definitely, like, the more you do it, I feel like it doesn't hurt quite as bad. But there's a surrendering to it, too, right? So, and Zanny kind of had to teach me that because I did it when I was first starting to do it. I would do it and then just pace with like pace up and down. And she's like, no, no, you have to surrender. I'm like, oh God, that's much harder. Mm. But, but you learn a lot in that surrender. You know, that's really where the work is done. Um, so. Oh, I'm glad you brought that up too. Have you heard the book, The Surrender Experiment? No. Oh my God. I'll put that in the links below, but The Surrender Experiment is the book by Michael Singer. And he talks about how he built a multi- uh, like a multi-million dollar company uh-huh. in the art of surrender. Like it wasn't, on, it wasn't on purpose. It was kind of like following his intuition and just kind of going the right path. Oh yeah. Um, but that. it kind of essentially says what you're saying too. Um, in the sense of, you know, I was kind of walking back and forth. I was kind of resisting it. And then it was like, no, you yeah. And that brings you back to the to nervous system, right? Yeah. How do we surrender if we're in fight or flight? constantly right how do we surrender when our nervous system is 
is, you know, in survival stress and all these things, right? But the thing is, is like, you know, when we're not surrendering, we're forcing. We're like forcing an outcome. And man, I mean, I can't tell you how much smoother and better my life has been that I've like learned. And I'm not saying like, of course, it, all this is like a practice, right? It's a daily practice. It's not like you learn it and then you never have to deal with it again. No, it's like, it's, a, it's kind of a constant healing journey. But um, the more I can surrender, the, the more just, I don't know, the more you manifest, the more I manifest and things are just easier, you know? Cause you're like, I, I mean, and somebody told me one time, and this was like some of the best advice I ever got. I couldn't decide on what I should do. It was back when I was married and I was like, should I do this? Should I do that? Like, I, I was like, I used to agonize over decision-making and my friend was like, do nothing. Like, why do you have to decide right now? And I was like, oh my God, it was like a light bulb went off, right? Because just do nothing, just surrender, let the answer come to you. And it's such a like, it's such a great way to live if we can do that, you know? And did the answer end up coming? Yeah, 100%. And it was a great one. <laughs> and, usually it's, and usually it's not what you expect, right? It's not, it's not usually your two choices. It's like something completely different and usually better. Mm, yeah. You know, it's like, I used to, I used to read uh, Gabby Bernstein a lot and um, she kind of talks about that because she's like yes. manifesting and stuff. Yeah. No, I love her too. No, and you bring up such a great point though, because, you know, I focus a lot on relationships and it's like, I was talking to a woman recently and she's just constantly going over her, they're taking a break right now in her relationship and right. she's constantly psychoanalyzing everything. Mm. And it's like kind of what you're saying. What if you surrender mm. to the fact that the right answer is going to come to you? Yeah. Self-trust instead of going to everybody else for the right answer. Yeah. I mean, and not only that, it's like the more we chase and the more we worry and stress about something, the more friction there is in that situation, the more damage we actually, you know, it's like, um, yeah, I had, I had actually a really great example of that in my personal, in my personal life too, um, where I met somebody and we had a lot of feelings for each other, but it wasn't the right time. It just wasn't. And I let it go. Right. I was like, it's not the right time for both of us. And I mean, I, I walked away like knowing that I wasn't going to know what's going to happen, you know? And, um, and it did come back. So it's like, it's like that, that saying, you know, if it's yours, um, if it's set it free, what is it? Set it free. If it's yours, it'll come back. If it doesn't, mm. it was never yours to begin with. And that's like, it's such a perfect saying, you know? Mm, I this. love that quote. I've never heard that. That's really powerful. Yeah. Let it go. Let it free. Mm. It's hard, but... You know, I think it, it all comes back to spirituality. It's like, how much faith do we have? You know, how much faith do we have in like the energy that we put out into the world is what we will receive. You know, it's like, that's how energy works. That's how the universe works. That's how God works. Um, you know, so I think, um, 
yeah, I think the more we kind of lie and, and go back to faith, the more we can surrender for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Especially now with everything going on, it's like so yeah. important to go within. Yeah, totally. Yep. And to, you know, to tap in, that's why I love, um, I love doing some doing more Reiki at the treatment center now. And, um, it really has, it really allows me to like tap in to, um, you know, more the metaphysical, the energy and, um, have faith that something's moving through me. That's helping somebody. Right. It's like, it's not seen, but it's felt. And so it's like, it's strong, it's powerful modality for healing. Um, but it's a lot of it is faith and trust, you know? So, and we've gotten so far away from that in society, you know, and not to, not to get too deep into this topic, but, um, you know, with the fear and everything that goes on in the media or whatever, um, there's no, there's no, not even any conversation or acknowledgement about, you know, when, um, you know, I, I, I believe pretty strongly that we kind of came into this life. Our souls came in with a mission, right? We kind of knew when we would be leaving this planet. We kind of knew, you know, I, I have, I hold that belief. So I don't, I don't get too fearful of, of the things that, you know, the virus and all the things too much because I just have faith, you know, that things are going to work out the way they're supposed to for me, you know? So, mm, yeah, yeah, definitely. And I also think it's like on that note real quick, the fact that <laughs> it's like, so when you wake up spiritually and then you see how fear-based it is, that it doesn't have any positivity to it. It's just laughable. <laughs> mm -hmm. I know. Yeah. It's hard to take it seriously sometimes, you know, but, and it's even harder. I feel like, and this is something that I'm working on is having compassion for those that are really scared, really, really scared. And not to say that I don't ever get scared. Of course, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I have many fears, right? We were human, but, um, I try not to like live in that state of panic anymore as I did for so long. Um, and there are people that are still living in that state. And uh, yeah, I just want to have compassion for those people because it's really hard, you know, it really, really is hard. It's hard on many, it's hard on the mind. It's hard on health. It's hard on the body. Um, and it's, it's, you know, it's, creating more suffering, you know? So yeah, compassion is a, <laughs> it's a daily practice too. <laughs> but really, yeah, definitely. You know, it's hard, but anyway. Yeah. So. Okay. So where, um, I know we talked about a lot of things. What yeah. would you want to leave everybody with? Like a few like nuggets of wisdom. Um, I would say, the biggest thing is, you know, come back into the body, come back to the body and really start to feel yourself again, right? And really start to tap in every day 
when you're numbing out, when you're distracting yourself from your own emotions, from your own physical pain, from your own anxiety, from all of these things that we go through as humans. And what are you reaching for to try to dissociate yourself from those very real and important human experiences and emotions? Um, because, you know, they're trying to tell you something. And um, when we can come back into the body and we can slow down, we can have really profound shifts in healing, really, really profound, you know? And when we start to honor the body in this way, we want to eat better. We want to not put any toxins in our body. We want to be detoxing. We want to be honoring our body. Like you guys, it's like our body has put, has been through so much, like it, especially for me with the addictions and the pills and the, all of the substances and the alcohol and stuff that I've used in my life. I put it through so much and it's still here fighting and showing up for me every day. You know, it's a powerful, powerful weapon and tool that we have that we just neglect. So, yeah, I would just, um, I guess my, my last note would be to just honor the body and its wisdom and trust that it's going to take care of you, you know, and give you what you need to heal. Mm, that's great. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Okay, so where can everybody find you? So I have a website, Selden, S-E-L-D-E-N, Integrative Healing. Um, that's also my Instagram handle. It's also my Telegram handle. And I have a YouTube channel as well. And um, I'm most active on Instagram, but anybody can find me there. I have a link tree and you can find my services and reach out for a free consultation or whatever. So yeah, that's it. Okay. Sounds great. Yeah, I'll put your links below. Y'all, you can DM either of, you, either of us if you have any questions or just feedback. And uh, yeah, thanks so much for having this conversation. Thank you, Haley. I loved it. Thank you so much.